Blog Talk Radio. All right, the Houston Astros are the best team in baseball. How do we know it? Because they've got the best record, they've got the best rotation, and they've got the best lineup. And they've got Brad freaking Peacock in the bullpen shutting it down. And uh, you have to wonder if A.J. Hinch knew that um, Peacock actually couldn't get a save. But who is going to take him out? I mean, he was pitching so well. And it's nothing against Ken Giles, but that's just what it is. So you are listening to the CTH podcast with Eric and Cody. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH. My partner over here is... Not Brandon, but it's Cody. And hey. tell them where you, they can find you. Yeah, you find me at Cody underscore CTH. And, yeah, you got to let the peacock fly now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, he just – I was watch, I, I did get in, home in time to watch the ninth inning. I think I watched part of the eighth inning. And he just looked filthy. And Max Stassi, somebody pointed out on Twitter, he was just – he was, um like, framing the ball really well. Yeah, he looked – it just looked like he was unhittable. I know, right? It's like Max Stassi's like, oh my gosh, like this was this is the catcher we've been waiting for since the trade in twenty what was it thirteen? Thirteen, that's what it is. But well, yeah, been with the Astros for five years. Yeah, so, yeah. five years. Well, which a uh, point to Max Stassi real quick is like real quick uh, if you hop over to the Statcast, he has an average exit velocity on seven batted balls of about ninety-seven miles an hour. You know, that's not. That's not too bad for seven batted balls, small sample size, but still it's like Max Stassi doing things, framing, a little bit of hitting. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah, and uh, especially with Brian McCann on fire, this is a pretty good catching duel. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I mean, Gaddis, I don't know if he'll be able to catch. Uh, he may catch every now and then, but he's doing pretty good without having to catch. Um, exactly. It doesn't seem like I, you remember in the, uh, in the past he had to catch in order to hit well, but it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore hope, with him. Yeah. Hopefully he got over that kind of mental roadblock a little bit. It's right. just like, it was just an issue there, but yeah, this team, Oh boy, this first week. So oh. I'm glad I'm not a Yankees fan. Did you hear what they did to Gene Carlson? I know, right? That's messed up. That's... Well, we have booed Tony Set before. Yeah, we booed, we Carl, booed Carl Carlos Beltran. Beltran. Uh, we're guilty of that. Yeah, uh, but they booed your guy who's going to probably be a candidate for an MVP because he struck out five times. Everybody's going to have a bad day. And he's a strikeout Relax. guy. Yeah. And he'll remember opening day? Go back. He had two homers, right? Yeah, then he uh, then he followed up with a home run today, and it's just kind of like he's he's a he's a three true outcomes guy. He's going to walk, hit a home run, or strike out a, a, quite a bit of the time. I just don't get it. And of course, Yankee fans are you know no you know bless them, but they're they're spoiled a little bit. Right. So guys, uh, you're listening to CTH podcast. If you'd like to go and give us a call, uh, call in at any time at three four seven eight five zero eight eight two three. If you are listening to the podcast, unfortunately, you cannot call in because uh, the show is over. But if you're listening live, uh, feel free to call at 347-850-8823. So so, uh, I'm just thinking about this, though, really quick. What are the Astros going like, you know, I was just thinking about this. the The first time through the rotation, 
It, do you think the Astros may have a good shot of sending multiple starters to the All Star game? That, that's just that just thought ran to my mind. I was just wondering that. Uh, yeah, quite a few. Um, maybe not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know it's only two starts, and I'm not gonna panic. But yeah. Keiko is not looking great. Uh, he is a little wild, yeah. and that's kind of anti Keiko. And uh, but. To his credit, he's only he gave up three runs the first time, and he gave up two runs today. Yeah, only one of them earned. So he pitched around the damage, and that's the thing with Keiko. It looks like his velocity is still there. You know, that's kind of the concern we had the past few years. Is like anytime we see that dip in velocity from him, it's like, oh, this isn't good. But you know, the command is like, oh, he can kind of he's just working through some stuff right now. Yeah. Speaking of. Going back in time, remember that time that we said that Hector and Rondon will not do anything for the Astros? Oh, yeah. And he, he came and throw a pitch. Look at him now. He struck out two batters, and uh, I'm not sure if this is updated, uh, but he's got a zero ERA, and he has five strikeouts yeah, and three innings. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. He's made three appearances. He's looked pretty good, and... I have to wonder, like, oh yeah, well, I think we kind of maybe jumped the gun a little, jumped the shark a little bit on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna make mistakes, especially when we're uh, giving our own opinion. You're not always gonna be right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so, but speaking of not always being right, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Josh Reddick. You remember how he he only played two games versus the Rangers? Yeah. And uh, he sat the last two games of the series, from what I remember. He did start opening day versus left-handers, but he was hitless through the first two games, and he didn't really play in the other two games. Yeah. So he came in, and he did that tweet. Everybody's seen it by now. I will get a hit. I will get a hit. I will get a hit. And he just tweeted that. Mm-hmm. And I think he wrote it like maybe, I didn't, uh, maybe 15 times. Yeah. And he tweeted out. And what do you do that night? He got a hit. Mm-hmm. And then he came out last night. And he had two homers, including that grand slam. That uh, did that put him in the head for good? No, that was just. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that did. That did. Yeah, that was the one that gave them the ten. Uh, ten five lead. lead. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, and he also saved that home run too, like against. Uh, uh, Manchin. Manchin. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, right there at the wall. And then after a game, he's all casual about like, yeah, I've made better catches before. You're the man, Josh Reddick. You're the man. Well, you looked like he was kind of, I mean, he kind of fell down awkwardly. Yeah, he um, did. This one, I mean, uh, you probably can't see it because it's not on the wall, but that's the one that Pixar team made after the oh, catch last year. Yes, uh-huh. And so that looks so smooth. But that one he did yesterday yeah. wasn't quite as smooth. But who cares? He got it, and he, that's a big he thing. He got it. And I, all I have to say is that people out there saying, like, you know, like, you, you see, like, the Houston Chronicle, their comment section, like, like tweeted out something, like, you know, multiple people were saying, bench Josh Red, this guy's terrible, let's cut him. Well, I think a lot of it has to go back to the playoffs, and yeah. um, he kind of struggled in playoffs. And, and it's kind of like the whole Ken Giles thing, but yeah. with Josh Red, people have short memory spans, and it's like, guys, do you realize, like, he had arguably one of his best seasons last year, you know, they're he batted three hundred or uh, three fifteen last year, I believe, if I can find it. Oh, 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 I thought that's what you were looking game. at. Uh, let's see, let's go to the career. Here we go. 
Uh, three fourteen. Uh, three fourteen last year. Pretty was close. A, yeah, pretty close with uh, overall an eight forty seven OPS. I'm, yeah, he's not that thirty home run guy that he was that one year. That one year in twenty twelve. Yeah, he was. He's not that thirty home run guy. You know, he may get up to fifteen, maybe, but that's about it. Well, he got two in one game. So yeah, he may. Yeah, <laughs> we're expecting more of you now, Josh. I, yeah, I really think that he plays better at home, uh, especially with all the woos and. Uh, like they were talking on the broadcast, they were saying that he um, he did the uh, the what is it the Ric Flair strut before uh, yeah. like when he got the ring and so well you mentioned the home and away splits real quick like if you uh, just real quick his batting average on uh, at home is a three forty four pretty pretty good two eighty eight on the road which is still pretty decent like he obviously had a really good year but. His OPS was a 910 at home last year, 790 on the road. He's clearly, like you said, a better hitter at Minute Park than he is away. Right. So that's that's always something nice. Yeah, that's good. So um, yeah, so don't don't get too impressed with these early season numbers if they're really having good success. At the same time, don't just count them out. Yeah, exactly. You have to you have to balance it. You have to. Take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, too, you can't go, well, there may be – it's reasonable to go, there may be something there now. Like, you know, we haven't seen these guys play real meaningful baseball in, in a couple months. Maybe they fear something out over the offseason. Something Maybe they change the approach. You know, that's always – and that's something once we get more game data in that we can kind of break down and see and kind of like, okay, this is what they're doing differently or what they're not doing differently. Right. But, but yeah, Josh Reddick, I was like, especially that catch and then that grandson, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you're, you're the man, Josh, right? You're the man. You're the man. Yeah. So uh, it's just amazing that he did it after he did that tweet. And exactly. it's, it's just funny how things work out. And so, um, but Josh Reddick, I don't think he's going to be the best hitter in this lineup, no. but he is that complimentary piece to the big, the core four. Yes. And, um, especially once Yuli comes back, yeah. uh, you know, where we've seen Brad hitting the last couple of games, the, the four hole, the five hole, that's not his normal slot. He's usually going to be that six hole guy. Like, on some games, you'll see him that two hole, depending on who the starter is on the uh, opposing team. But, you know, right now, and this is what's a scary thought about the Astros right now, is their lineup is still not up to full potential yet because, you know, Julie's not uh, back uh, yet. Carlos has been going battling that. Kyle three- Tucker's not up yet. Oh, yeah, Kyle Tucker's not up yet. Come on, Kyle Tucker. I need you up. I need fantasy help now. <laughs> but uh, I know players don't care about my fantasy problems, but I still like to vent. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, the potential is – not quite there yet, but yet they're still performing. They're they're tied with the Braves and run differential at plus twenty one. Which, right. by the way, how the crap are the Braves have a plus twenty one run differential already? Like, okay, that was surprising. But anyway, but yeah, they're clearly performing on on uh, on all facets of the game: hitting, pitching, relief. You know, this is it's been it's been fun. It's been a fun week. I'm not going to lie. It's been a fun week. Yeah, I was tempted to drive down to Corpus uh, this weekend, and uh, but I man, I don't know where they are, but whenever they were, but I just don't have the dates to take off, and Yuli will come back um, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's already that soon, right? Yeah, I think so. Of course, of course, I keep going back and forth. I don't know what in the world they're going to do with Yuli now. It's like, is he coming back? Is he going on DL? Is he coming back? Is he going on DL? Like, oh, I, uh, I, I thought. I mean, I'm not an expert on injury, medical, baseball, anything like that. But 
I thought it was too soon to expect him back the fifth, the sixth game of the season. Yes, I, it was. I, I just didn't see it happening. And um, they kept on saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to have him in the lineup. We're going to have him in the lineup. And then then the day of before he was supposed to come back, they said, uh, we've gone ahead and put him on the DL. And we just want to err on the side of caution. Why now? Yeah, why now? Well, I know why. Because they're not struggling. Mm. Uh, they they have a six to one six and one record right now. They're not. Their offense looks pretty impressive, except for that one game with freaking Doug Fister shutting us down. And today, Dylan Bundy and I, I was worried about this. I don't know if you listened to Talking Shows on Sunday, mm-hmm. but that's the guy I was worried. Yeah, about. Yeah, I, I remember that. I was like, I was like, yeah, Dylan Bundy. I, I'm even going to this one. I was like. Like, yeah, he's worrisome. And he did, like, you know, Bundy pitched really well today. That's the thing is the Astros beat a guy who was throwing the ball But you well. have to be patient, and uh, yeah. that's what they did. They waited till he kind of started weekend a little bit, and then they, they pounced. And they pounced on the bullpen, uh, the, especially, uh, you know. The, oh, oh, okay, sorry. While we're talking about bullpen, what the heck are they doing bringing in two Rule 5 picks? Back to back, and not yet, not today's game, but yesterday's game. Yeah, yesterday's game. That made no sense. Well, that's Baltimore. That's uh, okay. I'm sorry. That's just Baltimore for you. Like I don't know what in the world. Somehow they think, oh, oh, we got Manny Machado, but we suck. Let's hang on to him. Okay. Uh, uh, hang on a sec. Who is, is Timber Pearl on your team? Okay. Um, just make, <laughs> just making sure. But yeah, it's like I saw. I, I read that. And I was like, what? What? Like I realized they need pitching help. But I was like, I didn't realize they were that desperate. Like, again, that's Baltimore, and, you know, they do whatever the crap they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it just makes no sense. I know they know that they're probably going to be a bad team this year, but – and I was telling my wife because um, uh, I was like, this offense is going to break out, okay? this We shut him down game one uh, with uh, Morton on the mound, but this offense is too good to just uh, do nothing, and that's what they did yesterday. Uh Shoop came back and uh, I think he had three hits last night. Yeah. And he uh, then he also had Adam Jones, who everybody thinks is dead. And uh, he's still out there, people. He's still out there. He he's still good. And he's still watching TV on uh, when he's not playing baseball. He's watching MLB at that app, right? Yeah, uh, something like that. And then you still got Tim Beckham over there, which you know he's kind of turned his career around with uh, Baltimore. Yeah, and uh, I want to pick him up in fantasy, but he strikes out so much. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, I realized that now. Uh, last year, I'm like, ooh, he's hitting all these home runs, and then I looked at his strikeout total. I'm like. Ah, oh, that's why I lost strikeouts every week. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Makes cool, sense cool. But like, yeah, well, just back real quick to the offense for the Astros, real quick. Um, like over at Fangraphs, they're currently second WRC plus at one forty nine, and wins above replacement. They're first place with two point one. Uh, when uh, with a two uh, two point uh, one WAR, you know, surprisingly they are striking out quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I, I did notice that. Yeah, that was a little that was a little surprising, but of course I kind of fear that may kind of adjust itself because. How just, many does Altuve uh, have? Do you see? Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Because if you remember, in uh, uh, last season Altuve started off the season striking out a heck of a lot. Yeah, and he, he was did. on a pace for like two hundred. But then he settled down. Yeah, he settled down at that point. Let me pull up his K rate. But he did last struggle year. last year with the bat. But this year he's not struggling. But he is. He could be striking out a little bit. Yeah, Altuve last year finished with a K rate of seven point four percent. 
if I split that down by the first and second half, so even by the months, I can see what his K rate is then. And let's see. Oh, no, I don't want 2018. I want 2017 uh, splits. There we go. Update, update. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, let's see where we have it. Here we go. K rate. Yeah, last uh, March and April he had a twenty two point five percent K rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was he was and then then the next month, then the next two months it was like or no, the next three months it was like eight and a half percent average. Right. It was like okay, like he clearly made an adjustment, which is now this is what's kind of cool about Altuve though, with all those extra strikeouts though, he still had one thirty six WRC plus, really good, really good. Then the next couple of months. May 144 WRC plus, June 172, July 242. Well, all of us just bow down to Altuve. No, do it, do it. If there's not a statue of him in front of Man Park one day, uh, that that'll be a travesty. Yeah, so he's still batting 414 right now, so he's not in a slump by any means. But and he did not strike out today. But I remember, I think he. Struck out, I want to say twice yesterday. Yeah, but like, but like, just looking real quick. That uh, was only one. Okay. Yeah, the the biggest criminals on the strikeout rate, though, and this is not surprising when you think about. Springer. I uh, actually know Springer. Well, yeah, his is a little high, but you know, he's not striking out the most. Is actually like Marisnik, Fisher, uh, Marwin. The those are the three highs. Even J.D. Davis is high. Oh. Well, half of those uh, strikeouts on Marwin is him staring at the umpire like, you call that a strike? Yeah, I know, right? And, of course, Marisnik, he made that whole big adjustment to his swing. So, of course, he's going to try to hit for more power. But at the same time, too, to do that for power, he's going to, of course, have some strikeouts along with that. So that's not surprising with Jake. And Fisher, yeah, Fisher, he kind of was known for a little bit of a higher strikeout rate guy in the minors. And uh, Evan Gaz, I thought Evan Gaz was, you know, a small sample size, still only six games, but I thought his career numbers were, yeah, a bit more favorable on the strikeouts. Well, he did lower his strikeout rate by nearly 10% from 2016 to 2017. Well, that's because he played less. less. Yeah, less, too, at the same time, yeah. And he was also doing the catching, and so he may get I I think that helps somebody like Gaddis because yeah. he's constantly looking at pitches and he's seeing the pitches and he, yeah. he can uh, recognize what they're doing exactly, exactly versus just sitting on the bench stacking cups like Altuve does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it'd be super fun to do. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, it's one of those things, the Astros are striking out more, but it's nothing to be concerned about. Their office is still performing at a high level and I think the strikeouts will go down accordingly. All right, so did you make it to any of the games uh, so far? No, but I am going on Friday to see Lance pitch. I'm like, that's going to be fun. So uh, opening day, it was madness. It was, uh, I mean, I I had to go to work uh, because my surgery and I did take a vacation this year. I really only had two days left, and I needed to save it because uh, as a teacher, after the start test, we need a me day sometimes where you just... I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And uh, then uh, what happens if somebody else gets sick or I get sick? So I decided to save it. So I didn't get to sp- have the opening day experience of walking around downtown and just... Um, just taking in the yeah. atmosphere of it all, yeah. Yeah, but I did get there around opening day. I think I got there around 5 or something, and we were freaking out because we thought the the banner would be um, sooner than it was. But uh, it, there's a line to get in, and it's crazy. It's like a um, World Series 
line there. Yeah. And it took forever to get in, and they closed the season ticket holder entrance. And Oh, wow. But there was so many people trying to get in, and people were there early. And I know Josh Ennis on 790 is always talking about the Rockets fans. Why can't they get their butts in their seats? Uh, but uh, the Astros fans, when when it's a good occasion, they'll be there. They'll be there. Uh, that's the thing. Is the Astros, when they're good, they will draw. They will draw. Right. So, uh, but it was a great experience overall. Um, there's a lot of people there. The lines are long, and I'm I, I'm not saying I want the attendance to drop. But it'll be nice to not have to wait in a 40-minute line yeah. for freaking Well, yeah, popcorn. I saw that tweet of yours. And it was like, you know, I went to go get popcorn. The line was so long, I turned back around and just went back to my seat. And I'm like, yeah, that would, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But Yeah, so uh, it's it's just crazy. But people – and hot, yesterday was the um, dollar hot dogs. Oh. And oh. that was even mad. That's the first time because normally – I'm not a big hot dog guy, yeah. but – my wife and I were like, oh, I feel like a hot dog. And um, so we did that, and uh, we we had to wait a little bit. But it was just crazy. People were getting like 20 hot dogs at a time, and there's so much demand for it. And it was just crazy. Well, uh, but the lines were, for the other places weren't quite as long. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, that's always nice. I'm, my favorite memory of $1 hot dogs is back when the Astros were not all that good. And it was $1 hot dog night, and I was like, like I can take as many of these as I want. Like, right? Uh, hi, hi, flipping hose, and happy birthday to me! And yeah, I okay. Down, like, I can actually like, hear. Uh, we had this weird buzzing in our ears, and now yeah, I know it's gone now. Okay, I press this button, so yeah, yeah, there it is again. Yeah, leave it off. Okay, yeah, let's leave it out. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I kept. All right, moving on. But the game itself was. Uh, kind of stressful because we saw Verlander not really be himself. Yeah, Verlander was not his um, usual Verlander self. Like, let's just say, let's just say that. Right. So uh, he did only. Uh, he did. Did he go five or six? I think he went. I think he went. I've slept since then. Yeah, it's been a couple of days. I have my Astros. So Verlander yesterday. I think uh, he, I think... No, he he didn't quite last. Uh, that's right. Uh, Davinsky had to come in and get oh, that yeah. one out. Yeah, the five and two thirds. Yeah. So even though Verlander gave up the four runs, only three of them earned. He did get three strikeouts. I mean, sorry, nine strikeouts. But he did allow two homers. Yeah. Uh, one of them to uh, Shoop and the other one to um, uh, Jones, and that yeah. was the big one that gave the the yeah. Orioles the big lead. Yeah. And, and Verlander, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the book on him is he will give up the occasional. You know, he will give up the occasional home run. It's not it's not unheard of. Right. So, but uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a fly ball pitcher, and that's why on opening day they did the four uh, outfielders for uh, Joey Gallo, and uh, and it worked. And so that's he's going to allow some homers, and yeah. but he's also going to strike out some people, and he's not going to be. I know last year we got we got uh, greedy with the way he pitched down the stretch yeah, and. Um, after the Astros traded for him, uh, but he's not gonna be he's not going Cy Young no, he's all a, year. No, he's not going. He's not going to toss seven or eight shutout innings right. every star he makes. Like that's later in the season. That's, that's when he really starts to like. He he kind of he's one of those. Um, it's not like he sucks, but he just takes a little bit longer to go ahead and. Well, he he realizes like at the same time too. There's no point like going out there hurting yourself early in the season like. You know, it, 
the first part of the season is like, you know, more just fine tuning, getting your stuff right. Obviously, you still want to perform well. If you get on a hot street, that's great. But at the same time, too, he's one of those guys that has that that extra gear in him that once the games like really matter, like September baseball, October baseball, the the gear just kicks in. And he just takes it up to the whole another level. He, he's been like that uh, for most of his entire uh, his career. So that's right. just the type of pitcher he is. Yeah, and so I'm not worried about Verlander. I'm not. I mean. Garrett Cole, he, he he impressed. Oh, oh, that yeah, that 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 man, he 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 made the Rangers look silly. Yeah, <laughs> I think if um, if anything ever happens to me, I, I mean, I'm sure Garrett Cole's. Uh, I know Garrett Cole's got a wife, but <laughs> my wife would probably <laughs> be pursuing because she li- she likes the hair. She wants me to grow the hair like that, and I my hair won't grow like Garrett Cole's. No, will. no, no. Uh, my lot. sons will, but not mine. <laughs> So anyway, but uh, Garrett Cole has impressed so far. Also, uh, Lance McCullers, he didn't. He was one of the and through the first time through rotation, he was the only person that did not go six innings. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, he he did look good. I think he had ten. Yeah, yeah, nine or, nine or ten strikeouts. I think he did get the ten strikeouts. Yeah, I think it was ten strikeouts. Ten. So, but uh, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. This rotation. Look at the bullpen. How much have we really had to use the bullpen? I know, right? It's like, you know, before Brad, uh, Brad Peacock's uh, three innings saved or win today, it was just like, like, oh, wow, we haven't really had to – there was, hasn't been much of a need yet. And um, I don't know if you realize this, but you notice who we did not see in the series at all. Uh, our, our old friend, Mr. Ken Giles. Yeah, so I wonder if that was – I mean – they can't hold him out for a while, but I think I wonder if because it was the whole World Series ceremony. I mean, if they if they needed him, they would yeah, have brought yeah, him in. Yeah. But I wonder if the, uh, Hinch was kind of like, you know what, this is the this series is kind of celebrating the World Series. Mm-hmm. It's not really a good topic for Ken Giles, so yeah. maybe let's not bring him in. But well, I don't know. And, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. I love you, Astros fans. I love you. I love you. But a lot, of, but let's be honest. A lot of the fans that go to the games, they have short-term memories. They're not going to remember that Giles was this kick-butt reliever for, you know, ninety percent of the season last year. They're going to remember him for the, oh, this is the guy that screwed up in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's boo the crap out of him. Like, like, okay, sorry. Like, he he was awesome last year. Yeah, he had a rough postseason, but you know, he's not the first. He won't be the last reliever to have a rough postseason. Like, and just FYI, right now. Kenley Jansen, uh, flipping amazing last year. Kind of got exposed in the World Series. He's having issues to start the season. I'm like, you have to give these relievers a little bit of slack. Right. And, uh, uh, like, you know, and Ken Giles, like, you know, that's the thing. Is like, And I think that's a good point you just bring up. It's like, that's, a, I think, a reasonable thought. And that sucks that he couldn't get out there and, like, throw it. Like, he's a big reason why they made it to the postseason at all last year. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I know Peacock was looking untouchable today, yeah. but, I mean, Seeing Peacock it's a safe was, situation. Yeah, it's, it's a safe situation, and Peacock, you know, he obviously he obviously has the ability to go multiple innings, but at the same time, too, you, even like that, you're like, okay, two innings from Peacock, we're good. Oh, three innings, like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. I it would I think I saw he only threw like thirty six pitches. What I think so. I uh, like uh, right here. If I can just 
Uh, pull it up. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, scroll down, down, down. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong game. Uh, 39 pitches, 30 strikes. Yeah. He was on. He was on. But, uh, yeah, over three innings, that's not, that's not too bad. No, that's probably normally maybe two innings, maybe an inning and a half, depending on how – The situations yeah. and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think uh, he's – would he be ready for Friday? Man. They may they may hold him out Friday depending on situation. Yeah, but he'll definitely be ready for Saturday. But yeah, so that's the good thing about Peacock is he has this rubber arm and you can just throw him out. You can throw him multiple innings and well, it's like Devo and and I, and that's I think another huge thing for the Astros pitching staff is if you keep these starters healthy. Peacock and McHugh just allow for that extra rest for some of these. Like let's be honest. Devo looked gassed last year. Giles looked gassed last year towards uh, towards the end. Of course, everybody you know goes through that stuff, but those guys, especially, you can kind of tell like they just didn't have their usual stuff in a lot of their appearances towards the end. And having guys like Peacock and McHugh in the bullpen, you know, early in the season, they can afford to use those guys more in those situations. They go, hey, let's give these guys arms um, a little bit of a break to start the season because, like Davinsky, start off the 2017 season. Bats it back for any appearances. He pitched eight in, like I think I did the math one time. Ten percent, like roughly ten percent of his total uh, inning, uh, total innings came from those two outings, right. and, and it makes you wonder like if they're kind of like, ooh, we, you know, we don't want to. And Davinsky was one of those guys last year that kind of had more favorable first half splits than he did second half. So I'm kind of curious to see what the strategy is going forward with these guys. But at the same time, too, it's just like I will, you know. Giles, like everybody else that contributed on the team, probably deserved to be on the field at some point to at least do what he does best. Right. But at the same time, too, like I said, you know, the fans, you know, they have a lot of the fans have short-term memories. Hey, I love you Astros fans, but let's be honest. But, yeah. So uh, this Christian Rilla uh, Nueva mm-hmm. with the Padres hit three homers yesterday. Holy snap. What the heck is going on with these uh, 26-year-olds having career days? Uh, it's all about launch angle and barreling, the, <laughs> you know, putting the barrel on the ball now. It's like, you know. Okay, Jeff Lum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love listening to Jeff Lum. He's starting to rub off on me now. Oh, speaking of um, ex-Astros, I guess, um, Kyle Tucker, I mean, not Kyle Tucker, Preston, Preston Tucker. Tucker, bam, bam. He's going bam, bam. Bam. Yeah, he's uh, in uh, 21 at bats. Uh, he's got he's been 429 with two homers and eight RBIs, and I don't think we've we saw that really with the Astros. No, we saw him with the occasional homer. We saw him with a double. Yeah. I think the we saw more doubles than anything. Yeah, but the problem is with the Astros is you have to be good to play on this roster in the lineup, and that's what JD Davis is kind of fighting right now. Is he's not really I know I've been I I was basically preaching all uh, spring for JD Davis, uh-huh. but uh, he was the best of the options we had. Exactly. And um, but he's not playing, and then now we have Carlos Correa, who's not hurt, but they, he got the day off. He's hampered. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he did have the inside park homer, and uh, when's the last time you remember seeing one of those? Oh, it's been a long time. It's yeah, been it's been long. crazy. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it was like a little league homer. It hits off the wall, and um, both fielders are right here, and yeah. the ball goes this way. They're like, 
uh-oh, let's go get the ball. And then you just see Carlos go, oh, dang, I have to run now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because uh, this was first at bat, right? Yeah, it was first at bat after, like, you know, they pull him and they're like, oh, what happened to his toe? And I bet you now he's just like, it's like son of a, I got to run around the base. Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, but yeah, that was a good uh, – that that was the difference in the game at that point, and I'm glad he did it because – uh, it gave the chance to Astros to stay in the game. Exactly. And also Reddick's homer, if he, uh, Reddick, sorry, Reddick's, uh, the, what he caught, the, the ball he caught yeah. from Mancini. Oh, that momentum. It was like, you know, of course, everybody over high school momentum, but that was just one of those catches you're like, okay. Right. It's like, you know, we're in business now. This is this is awesome. But, but I don't know about you, and guys, if you want to go and call in, uh, you can call in at 347-850-8823. But I, I never feel like this team is out of it. No, uh, isn't that amazing considering the fact that for so many years it felt like by the time, you know. The, yeah, if we didn't get to the seventh inning, it's like, oh, the closer and the whole. Yeah. We're doomed, we're doomed. And, you know, that, and that's what's so amazing about this team and this offense is just, it just speaks to how well they perform and, you know, those type of situations. Like, I'm pulling up real quick uh, – uh, Let's uh, batting or position or let's see runs by inning. Here we go. Baseball reference play index, handy tool. Pay for it if you already don't. But for example, last year, I'm going to just gonna pull up get results for all teams. Oh, by the way, that's our Preston Tucker point. Just real quick, it just kind of proves Tucker knows he's going to play. So. Yeah, it, it makes sense why he's going to, you know, I think he's got that peace of mind knowing I got a chance to prove myself now. Right. He's on a younger team. Um, they, they don't have the pressure to, oh, if you don't hit in the next few games, we're sending you down, kid. Exactly. And, okay, so I'm going back to my play index uh, query real quick. And I'm pulling up real quick uh, how the Astros did in uh, specific innings. So, for example, last year – in uh, the sixth inning, they scored 103 runs. Seventh inning, 112. Ninth inning, 99. Nine, uh, I mean, eighth inning, 99 uh, runs. Ninth inning, they scored 71. You know, obviously, the later innings, you're going to run to more relievers. But still, they had, like... No, they had that late, in ma- late inning magic last year. Yeah. And you see that starting to develop already is what you're saying. Again to this year. Yeah, again this year. And... Like, for example, just real quick, you know, I realize, you know, some of these numbers are not perfect, but when they were tied going to the sixth inning, they they were 11 and 7. Uh, seventh inning, they were 6 and 5. Eighth inning, 4 and 9. Ninth inning, 4 and 6. When they were behind last year in some of these innings, like, yeah, you're going to see a lot of these loss totals get a little higher, but they still had games where, you know, when they were behind, they won 13 games in the sixth, 14 in the seventh. You know, uh, you know when they were behind the eighth, they won eight of those games. You know that type of deal. No, like this team has some late inning magic in it. Like, and it may not happen all the time, but it still happens on a fairly consistent basis. Right. So, uh, breaking news: according to Brian McTaggart, the Astros are going to go 138 and 24 this year. We're holding it to you, Tags. <laughs> we're holding it to you. No, that's a that's a, they're on pace, and yeah, they're gonna hit a um, they're gonna hit a uh, rough patch. Um, I think it was September last year. Yeah, September is when they no August is when they hit that uh, rough patch. Yeah, and it was like the same thing with the Dodgers last year. The Dodgers at one point were like, 
could the Dodgers win 120, 125 yeah. games? Then like they hit that wall and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, they won't, no, they won't. And uh, it's actually a good thing that the Astros struggled at that time because look at what we got to help us in Justin Verlander. Exactly, exactly, and and that's the thing is teams. Baseball's a grind. 162 game season is really hard to win 100 games, much less like you know, top you know probably break the all the all time record is 116 by the Mariners. I'm not, I'm not mistaken. So that was 119. No, you could be. I think it's yeah. Mariners. I think. Yeah, it was Mariners. I just don't remember the exact. I think I think it was 116. They went 116 and uh, 46. That sounds right. But but anyway, but that's besides the point. We've got some more breaking news when you're done. Oh, what's the breaking news? According to Alex Rodriguez, it's a two-team race for the AL this year between the Yankees and the Astros. And some of our Cleveland fans are crying. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like I can I, I I can see that. But at the same time, too, I'm not going to just discount the Indians. I think. I think they make an intriguing case. But, yeah, the, the Astros and the Yankees, that's kind of the big AL kind of like throwdown right now. It's just kind of like I know I, I know whenever we play those six games against the Yankees in the regular season, those are games that people are going to be watching. I'll be shocked if uh, at least – I say at least half of those should be nationally televised games, if right. not more. So. And um, Bob Nightingale confirms the 138 games. So, uh, <laughs> well, it, it's a thing. Yeah, it's there's a thing. two confirmations. So, anyway, but um, speaking of which, we had a suicide squeeze today. Yeah, I know and that. That, that. How often does that really actually work? And it worked today. It worked. Yeah, it's like hey, that's just all about the analytics and everything. So, but at the same time too, if the situation arises, you don't rule anything out, especially. You know, if you catch a team off guard, it's worth trying. And, no, it's not the same thing as, like, well, let's have Joey Bell, Gallo Bun, like, up the third base line or something. I'm like, no, 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 not something like that. Like, this is actually a true, like, you know, let's just drop something on them. And, you know, it was a, it was a good play by Marwin. I give him credit. Like, he, he, he executed that pretty well. So, I'm not so sold on this outfield thing they're doing now. The whole end of the game celebration. um, it's like a. It's not the Neil. Like yeah. It's like a. And I mean, it's kind of that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah. But it's, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. And then wasn't uh, Fisher like nailed Marisnik in the head with this glove? Like after one of them, he's like turned around. Marisnik was like boom. <laughs> it's like I was like okay guys, don't get concussions on me. Don't get like like we're trying to stay healthy this year. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we'll we'll grow to like it. With oh time. yeah, oh yeah, it'll probably be on a t-shirt by uh, August, September. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Peacock, uh, I mean, I just I'm looking through um, Astros uh, tweets right now, and it's just amazing how good he is, and uh, he should be on most team. Like he probably with the season he had last year, he would be at least a number what. Three starter? I like to say number three or number four. Yeah, on most teams probably number three. And the same thing with like uh, McHugh. McHugh on most other teams is probably like the number four starter or something. Right. So, but yeah, McHugh. I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like he only goes like one and one third innings. Yeah. Maybe Peacock is going to be a long guy this year. Yeah. May- or maybe it was just this situation when he was hot because the other day he wasn't quite as hot. Uh, he. He struggled a little bit, but yeah. uh, he he looked a lot better today. So Hinch said, no, "Why yeah. fix something that's not broken? Go ahead." Exactly, exactly. And honestly, he had five strikeouts. Like 
only surrender two hits. Like he was on. Like I can understand letting him ride. So that's. So Kate Upton wore uh, Verlander's ring. Yeah, I, I just saw, now saw that. Uh huh. That ring is massive. Hey, if you want one, it's eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, grab that one right there. It's it's a fake one I got, but it's, oh, that's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. And I don't know if those other ones are heavy, but that's a uh, I got that for twenty five dollars. Oh, but nice. look how fairly similar the front is. Oh wow, that is pretty spot on. They did a good job on this one. Yeah, but I like the way they put Houston's drawn on there, and I oh, like the yeah. way they um, they they put the the names and just it, yeah. they made it more. And they put on the inside. I think they put like the scores. Of, yeah, they did. They did a snapshot where it showed uh, uh, Astros three one over Red Sox, four uh, three over Yankees, four three yeah. over Dodgers. Yeah. So anyway, so let's see uh, who's hot and who's not. Um, Let's see who's hot. Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick. <laughs> duh. Uh-huh. Uh, even though Altuve only had one hit today, how dare he? Uh-huh. But he's still been hot. Yeah, he's still been fairly consistent. Uh-huh. When Kreia's not having toe pain, he's been hot. Yeah, he's been hot. Um, you also have. Let's see who else. Um, what does Stassi do today? Stassi, I think had a hit or two. Um, Jake Marisnik has been kind of hot, hot and cold. He has like those two home runs, but hasn't really done much of anything else besides that. Alex Bregman has kind of gone off to a slow start, you know, hitting one, only 182 with a 96 WRC+. But, you know, of course, that's only six games. Uh, again, like most of these players. J.D. Davis is probably the most cold out of any of the players getting any uh, at-bats right now. And Derek Fisher has looked better than his 214 average yes. shows. Uh, the, he, had, he had two triples back-to-back games from what I remember. Yeah. And they were big triples, not just meaningless yeah. triples. Oh, yeah. He, he, can, he, can, he can hit. Uh, hey, did you uh, – if you listen to the game later or rewatch it, get shivers when they say, uh, Bregman drives Fisher home from second. Uh, like everybody's like, like, oh, we we heard this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, expecting him to kind of do his whole uh, what he did after scoring that that run uh, in the World Series. Yeah, uh, that would that would be like, like, oh wait, it's not that moment. All right. So on the pitching staff, we got. Uh, I would say, I mean, they're all hot, uh, with the exception of maybe, oh, uh, Joe Smith. Yeah, Joe Smith hasn't looked. I'm not Great. sold on him yet. Um, yeah. I, mean, I know it's early. I'm not going to panic. Um, but he just – it just looks like they just – it's batting practice. Yeah, practice. exactly. Well, that's like a, before – well, this is as a fan grass from yesterday. But, you know, Joe Smith didn't pitch today. Uh, he has an ERA of nine, but his fifth is at th- uh, 3.5. Now, of course, if you go ex-fifth, which is a little bit different based on the average amount of home runs and stuff in baseball, is like a 5.87. But still, you know, there's a little bit there. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm not been terribly impressed. But he is 34. We yeah. did sign him for what years? Yeah, yeah. two years. And uh, then you also still have uh, uh, the lovely Tony Sip. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just leave that one alone. Uh, Tony Sip uh, has looked okay. He's um, looked okay. But you saw in that game that the Astros lost, uh, you saw them use uh, Tony Sip. You saw them use um, Colin McHugh. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of see a kind of pattern of the pitchers they're going to use in um, games where they're behind. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. um, but then they have a specific set of, of players they're going to use when they're ahead. 
Davinsky's going to probably be in any game that most games that they have a lead. Yes. I mean, especially a close lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Davinsky is going to be using games like that. Same thing with like Will Harris. Uh, Hector Rondon, with the confidence they've been playing him lately with his performance, like he'll probably be a guy used in more high leverage situations. Um, yeah, I think the guys use probably more, uh, you know, if I could call this mop up duty, probably be more the likes of like, you know, Sip, McHugh. Uh, you'll probably see those type of guys get more innings around that. All right, so this rotation is, I think we've already talked about, but it's been as good as advertised. Yes. Who do you think gets the most wins this year? Huh, most wins. I would probably have to roll with, uh, uh, I'm just going to say it's going to be Garrett Cole. I'm just going to say it's going to be Cole. Okay, that would have been my guess, but since you took that, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with Justin Verlander. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's and my, my, choice. my third choice would probably be Morton. Yeah. I just think that He's going to surprise. He's going to go off and win like 18, 19 games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this guy is in a contract here. We forget this. And I know he feels like home here. Maybe he returns and plays with the Astros. Well, and don't forget, he kind of alluded to the end of last year, kind of like, well, I'll just see how much longer I really want to play. And If he's playing like he, he is. is. If he's playing like he is, though, I will not turn down the next payday. So, but, yeah. Uh, more than that, that, you know, lost in all the Keiko uh, talk with, you know, his uh, ending contract. Uh, more than, yeah, it'd be nice to retain him, too. Uh, what if, this is a big what if, but what if this is Dallas Keiko? Okay. And he's like, uh, meh. Yeah, it, it makes you, it makes you, uh, would, would he get a big time contract if this is all we get all year from him? It's good. Yeah, it's, it's all it's good. But Charlie Morton could outpitch him. Oh yeah, and, so, and that's the thing is, and if Keiko, if he has a, you know, if he has a type of year where he's good but he's not great, this would be kind of his third season in a row, kind of with these sort of results. Teams notice that they like the three-year trends, like they. You know, right. they're not dum dums. They they see this stuff. So it makes you wonder and it makes you wonder how receptive you'd be if the Astros say, Hey, we'll give you this for a couple like, you know, three, four years. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to retain it. Yeah. Them, but, but if the price is right. Uh speaking of uh extending players, um it, rumor has it that Charlie um Blackman Blackman did a uh how much longer was it? Uh, six years, $108 million, but uh, that's with like two player options included right. at the back end. So essentially, it's, I think, a three- or four-year deal with uh, essentially two player options. That, that could be something we could see with uh, George Springer at some yes. point. Yes. And Blackman, I'll, okay, I'll get, you know, Rocket, uh, Colorado Rockies real quick, but, you know, I gave him credit. He saw this offseason, the Rock, and, you know, everybody's going to make a big deal about it. You know, the home away splits away from Coors Field, you know, all that. That's always a thing. And then you also got to account the fact that Blackman is over 30. And yeah. I, I think it's a good comp for – I do think that will probably be the starting point for Springer. But I think that is a good comp, at least looking forward a couple of years, when Springer gets closer to that point in his career when he's ready to sign that one big contract. I, I don't get why the Rockies – 
signed Carlos Gonzalez. They did not need him. They had uh, they have several outfielders who can who are major league ready. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and and also it brings up another point with them. It's like it moves Ian Desmond back to first base where he's arguably not that good. Right. Like, it, it doesn't. Of course, Colorado. They you know I'm not sure. Well, he played left field today, but um, uh, Valaki. Velakia or Velakia. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Whatever. Yeah. He's batting 100, so it means zero. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but it's it's kind of fun to walk, go around the, uh, just watch the baseball game. I mean, not watch, but like check the scoreboard. Yeah, it's it's always nice to. Don't get don't get me wrong. We're diehard Astros, but at the same time too, we're also baseball fans. And one person I've been kind of keeping up my eye out on is Mr. Otani. Oh yeah, he looked good uh, with his one start, and now he's hitting. This guy could be that legit guy. At first, uh, people are like, "Oh yeah, he may be just a pitcher, and a very good pitcher, but he may not be that two-way star that that yeah. baseball wants him to be." Exactly, and I, I will admit, out of all my, out of all the non-astros I tend to keep track of, he's probably the the one I've been keeping track of the most as of late. Yeah, but uh, he did Homer off of Corey Kluber. Too. That was that was that was. Some people go, oh yeah, he hit Homer off some guy. He's like some scrub from the minors. Yeah, Corey Kluber is no scrub. That's actually something. Right, and he may have got the. Okay, Cozart. Yes, they gave me a home run. Uh, but Cozart hit a homer to uh, to no, win the game. Win the game in thirteen innings. So mm-hmm. the Angels. I'm not going to lie. They're not bad. They're not bad. All right, so um, so let's talk about the Yankees. Um, I mean, yeah, they have that big super lineup, and yes, all the big three homeward today, and we heard the all rise for the judge for the first time. Big whoop-de-doo, Basil. Big whoop-de-doo. <laughs> but uh, the so the Yankees right now are four and two. Uh, so they seem to when their offense is hot, they're hot. No, when it's not. It's not strikeouts. You're gonna get a lot of breeze, right? So Stanton is gonna strike out sometimes. We saw him strike out five times the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Judge batting? Judge is batting. Oh, he's actually raised it up recently, but he's at two eighty six, nine twenty, OPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanton, even though he has four or three homers, he's batting two seventeen, but he has a ridiculous OPS. Um, it's kind of like, uh, was it last year or year before when Pujols had this like 696 OPS, and but he had 90-something RBI? Yeah, was, I don't yeah. know if that was last year. I think last year he had a good year, but it's just weird how things happen. But yeah, well, the, it's still early. Oh, yeah, and the Yankees, their best hitter right now is D.D. Gregorius. Right. That that Okay, I, I, all I have to say is Arizona. Oh, by the way, A-Rod thinks he's going to win the, the AL MVP this year. D.D. Gregorius? Yes. I think Mike Trout may have something to say about that, but okay, let's roll with that. <laughs> or, Mike Trout. Or or Jose Altuve. Mike Trout, okay. Play. That Mike Trout thing, uh, Abby, you had for a while there. Do you really love Mike Trout? <laughs> yeah, no, no. But I, I do have to say, I kind of see the – I would love to see another Astro win the MVP, but I know the media loves Mike Trout. He plays a full season. All right, so the Red Sox, uh, this is a look around the A. Yeah, Red Sox are now five and one. They are on a five-game winning streak. Uh, their run differential is seven games above their opponents. 
Yankees, like I said, they're scoring a lot. Uh, they're 14 games above the opponents. I mean, 14 runs, sorry. Um, and the the Blue Jays somehow are eight runs over. Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, I'm showing nine runs over their uh, opponents right now. The plus nine. The message just scored. Yeah, I think they just did. ESPN, I think, updates real time. Uh, Atlanta. Look at Minnesota, but 13. Yeah, Minnesota's not bad. Atlanta, though, what the – I think I said this earlier in the podcast, but what the snap? Like, plus 21? Well, they went with that youth movement. They got um, Albies out there. I know he's kind of struggling a little bit, but Swanson has had Uh, a little bit more success this year. And they went out and got some guy named uh, Kyle – I mean, Preston Tucker. Bam, bam. Yeah, and uh, they they made some good moves this offseason. Are they going to continue this pace all year? Probably not. They're pitching – Telran is. I dropped him. I'm like, I'm gonna avoid him like the plague now in yeah. fantasy baseball. AJ Cole, pitcher on pitcher, uh, home run on action. That's that, you don't see that often anymore. Yeah, uh, and, unless uh, you're a tiny or or Bumgarner somehow. Hey, I've got a question. Uh, when the Angels play the Giants at in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and Otani's on the mound, he, I guess he would hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Question, uh, but yeah, on, on one other team that's actually doing pretty well, and they just swept the Dodgers, is the Diamondbacks. Plus 15 run differential. Right. Uh, the Diamondbacks, yeah. they And Goldie isn't really hitting either. Hmm. And there's not, and they did uh, lose uh, Jake Lamb and yeah. uh, that Nick Ahmed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he, is he not an everyday player? Uh, people are adding him left and right in fantasy baseball, but he's not an everyday player. So That's the one reason why I think they got rid of uh, Brandon Drury to the Yankees right. when they did. I think there's a big trend right now of having uh, a big depth like the Astros do mm-hmm. and having players to back up players because um, you, you just know there's going to be injuries. There's going to be times exactly. when people struggle. And you see what the Astros are doing, and people want to mimic the Astros. And I don't know if too many teams can really do what the Astros have done. And this is not this is not the Cubs, the 2016 Cubs, yes, right? Yeah. Who geared up and they went out and made some trades, and they they built it up for that one year, and then it kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, this team is built for the next three or four years, and. Uh, if if they somehow retain Correa and Springer, watch out. This, yeah. this team will be good for a while. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, what else are we supposed to talk about? Oh, let's take a look at the Padres. The sucky Padres or the good Padres? That is always the question. They're one and four. Uh, but, so the sucky Padres. Yeah, but they only have a negative six run differential, which, you know, not great. But at the same time, too, it's like, okay, they're better than about a third of the league. So, uh, but, you know. They're being uh, beaten right now by the uh, the Rockies, last I checked. Yeah, that's probably not shocking. Uh, but, yeah, the Padres, you know, they signed Eric Hosmer. Okay, good, good. You gave him a ton of money when you probably I could. I still don't get that. Still don't get that. Uh, he's you, a great player, but he's not. He's not the. He's not a player to build a team around. If you really want a franchise. first baseman, you pay Logan Morrison two years, twenty-four million, or one year, twelve million, whatever he. Signed. Yeah, but they wanted somebody for the long term. I Based get it. The franchise. Yeah, which I get is, it. Which is ironic when you think about it, because uh, on a, uh, if y'all uh, who's ever listening, if y'all not uh, familiar, Dave Cameron, former uh, like lead editor of Fangraphs, 
left Fangraphs, and he, he was one of the more vocal anti-Hosmer. Uh, <laughs> then they go out and sign him. Yeah, and then he goes to the Padres in the front office, and then they go and sign him. I, there's I, a smoke screen. There's a, yeah, there's a smoke screen all this time, Dave. Yeah, so nothing gets Hosmer. Uh, he did hit 25 homers last year, drove in 94 runs. He did bat 318. Yeah, really The good. year before, he, had, he batted 266. With uh, 25 homers and 104 RBI, he hits on the he hits the ground on the uh, he hits the ball on the ground so much though. But he's looking at his career, he's pretty much an everyday guy. He, yeah. he stayed healthy for the most part. And the Padres, I will admit, with the youngest roster as they have around him, they can afford to over that contract for however long. All right, is. let's let's go and preview this before we run out of time. Yeah. So. All right, so speaking of which, uh, we're off tomorrow, so no game tomorrow. Boom. And then game uh, on Friday, which will be, let's see, how does, what's his first name? Luis uh, Perdomo. Yeah, Perdomo. And uh, he's made uh, one start this year, I believe, and he had four innings. He gave up, uh, he has a 11.25 ERA, yeah. 2.75 whip with seven strikeouts now. Yeah. So uh, he is a strikeout, but he's also one of those guys who probably throws fast, and uh, people hit it out of the ballpark fast. Yeah. Uh, just a quick note about him: he he did lead the NL in ground ball rate last year, so he is a ground ball guy. Right. Uh, but I yeah. remember reading about that in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. And 